guys, welcome to another episode of Unpacking Love. I'm so, so excited to have a return guest in the house today. We've got Oye in the house. Hey, Oye. You already know. You already know, returning. So let's get it. <laughs> let's get it. Let's get it. If you guys missed his episode, go ahead and make sure that you listen to it. Being in a relationship and breakfast management, where we talked about not the real breakfast, but breakfast as in what <laughs> Burner Boy, <laughs> what Burner Boy refers to as breakfast in last last mm. so heartbreak. So go ahead and listen to that. It was it was a vibe. But in this episode, we are gonna be talking about money we're going to be talking about assets so this one is the prenup episode and who better to have than mr money with the vibe right now oh yeah come on welcome oh yeah who, who, who be that <laughs> <laughs> let's let's both find this mr money with the vibe so we can date him together because <laughs> let me tell you something guys to everything in life you need balance okay because we can't be out here talking about prenups with people who don't have anything to prenup so you know what so welcome Amen. Amen. our honored guest our like, honored guest <laughs> like don't be having two dollars asking for a prenup what you doing bro like come on you know <laughs> exactly exactly oh my gosh you guys can already tell the energy is up up you know we always just have a good time so <laughs> thank you so so much once again Oye, for coming That's so fair. how about we start here right can we talk about what a prenup is you know for all my people who are listening who are like oh, i don't know what it is i need a refresher what's a prenup and what does it cover a prenup is essentially something an agreement that you sign or you that you get into with your partner Prior to marriage, it's essentially you taking the law into your hands to say, hey, this is how we're going to split up our assets um, or this is how we're going to maintain the assets that we currently have prior to the marriage. And this is what that split is going to look like. So you're essentially planning what would happen if you guys get divorced. Right. Um, that's why it's such a hot topic or like a, a nervous, a nerve wracking type topic, because a lot of people are like, wait, so you tell you won't try to divorce me if uh, you, you're trying to say you want to divorce me or something, you know, right. but what does the yeah, what does the prenup cover in general? A prenup would just cover essentially all for each party that's, that's getting involved in this marriage of civil union, it just covers the assets you have up until that point. Now, if you want to cover future assets, you could, but you're going to have to be very specific in the language. And those are easier to kick out as well. But we, we're going to get into all that. But overall, um, prenup, you get into it to protect the assets you have prior to marriage. Um, and if you want to cover assets that you you know, acquired during the marriage, then you can make special provisions for that in the prenup as well. Come on, somebody. Listen, y'all. I mean, y'all have to give it up to me for this episode because like I told you, man, let me tell you, I know nothing about this prenup stuff, but my guest, he's here to tell us everything. So thank you so much. That was so, so solid. And I appreciate you going into, you know, the details right of okay you're doing this before you get married to someone and this is an agreement for the future of like okay what would happen in the event that we end up getting divorced and then I also like what you said where you said you're also thinking about if you want to protect something that comes while you're now married like there could be provisions that would go into that yeah correct I mean it's I'll tell you that one's usually a lot tougher those ones are usually a lot tougher to protect just because if you're unable to describe the asset in as 
as much of a detail as you can when you finally like you can't plan to buy a property that's going to be like you can't plan to buy like a 35 unit apartment complex for the future maybe you get a 33 unit or 36 unit and if that detail is not written out properly then then you know the judge might decide that they have discretion to kick that out of your prenup so this this is a small detail that should be kept in mind but you can definitely protect the assets you bring into the marriage okay now now you people see and you people hear why we were saying, if you don't have assets to protect, you have no business serving people prenups. <laughs> yep, yep, no business at all, please. And and you didn't hear this from me at all. So like, I'm just making that clear. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, but this is very, very interesting thing. Like, it's a very, very interesting concept. Yeah. And to your point, it is a hot topic, right? Because I think sometimes... And I will say, I'm the person I'm describing here. You know, when someone is like, oh, Michelle, how would you feel if a guy was like, sign this prenup? I was like, oh, you know, I just feel like maybe he doesn't trust me. And I've also heard other people who are like, oh, it just feels like, you know, the person is already thinking about divorce and their way out, right? So I, I have heard that. Mm. I also am like, mm, mm. I feel like uh, it might just mean that this person doesn't trust me. So, you know, you were just definitely, yeah. definitely touching on something there. But on the flip side, though, <laughs> someone is like, Michelle, if you were the one bringing the money, should he sign a prenup? I'll say yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't see why not. That's, that's signing the prenup. Exactly. It's... it's- <laughs> It's usually the case for most people, but I think with a little bit of understanding, I mean, people will see it's not as as bad as, as I guess, mainstream media makes it sound, to be frank, right? Most people, when people think about a prenup today, they just, they just think, oh, I'm not going to get anything when I, when I, when this guy chooses to leave me or whatever, but that's actually not the case. You know, it, let me paint a picture for you, right? Imagine a situation where a guy is building his life and then he builds his life up to a point where he's worth $5 million. And I'm just using a guy as an example. It could be a girl, don't care. Um, but anyway, he builds his life up up until the point he's got $5 million and then he chooses to get married and his partner has $0 to her name. When they get <laughs> married, let's say they sign a prenup, right? Um, and he's protecting all of his $5 million. The fact of the matter is it might've taken him, I don't know, 10 years, 15 years to build up that $5 million. But I bet you, if he built up that $5 million by himself in the next five, 10 years, he'd probably be at $15 million. So regardless, because, you know, it's easier to make more money, the more money you have, right? So if you're already at a couple million dollars net worth for you to double or triple that is really not is really not going to be that difficult. The beginning stages is what's really hard. And that's why you see people who have a lot of assets, they understand a prenup, but you still be scared of it. And that's why most of them would choose to not get married after they get divorced. Like imagine Jeff Bezos, he's probably never going to get married again. (laughs) And I don't blame the guy because even if he does does sign a prenup, if he makes $3 billion in a year, she's going to get like 1.5 to 2 billion out of that. You get what I mean? But um, so, so, if you go into it with that type of mindset, if you, as long as you're marrying a person that's loaded, if it's the girl that's got the money or the guy that's got the money, regardless of what type of prenup they sign, they still have a lot to lose as they get into the marriage, you know, unless they have the, those clauses that protect them in the future or like future assets and stuff like that. But even those could be kicked out, right? So, so yeah, with the understanding, you just see at the end of the day, the person who really has anything to lose is the person with the assets in the first place. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Honestly, <laughs> that, listen, that was a really, really good point, right? <laughs> I think what you were hitting on was how 
I guess the mindset and also how wealth grows. Yeah. That if you're looking at someone yep. and they're making you sign a prenup and using your numbers, they have five million dollars at that point. If you're so concerned that, oh my gosh, this person is shutting me out of the five million, that's actually not something to be concerned about because if they've mastered mm-hmm. their craft or mastered how to grow wealth, then that five million is going to grow into something more than that. And you know, if something does go right. south, you could end up getting a lot more than the five million. So if we talk more about Correct. the the part that you said it's a lot harder to build, let's say that first million dollars, right? Like what makes you say that? Man, if you've been broke, 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 you know what I'm talking about on the line right now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you've been broke to that point where you don't have a dollar to your name, you know exactly what I mean. You see, turning okay, I I'll, I'll tell you what, right? I'll I'll give you an example, right? If you have, let's say small, let's say, let's talk about change. If you have like $5,000, right? And you want to turn that five grand into 10 grand, you literally have to make a hundred percent of that $5,000 to make it become $10,000, right? Right. And it sounds easy, but that means if a stock is currently trade, if you, if stock is, is the way you're going, if a stock is currently trading for $10 a share, that stock needs to become $20 a share for you to be up that 100%, but that's not even providing for taxes. So it's like extremely difficult, especially because we got bills to pay. So if you're at the point <laughs> in your life where you're, let's say you're, you, you, let's say you bring home like five grand a month, right? And people are like, oh, you make five grand a month. You know, you can just turn that into 10 grand. Bruh, ain't no way. Because guess what? Out of that five grand, you got your rent. $2,000 is already gone. You got to eat. You got to do all this stuff. When, you, when you're done with all that, you probably only got like $800 left. Right. So now you want to make right. $800, $10,000. That's a humongous rate of return that you expect. But if you're making, let's say you're making, and I'm going to put some big numbers, you're making $30,000 a month and you're still paying, I don't know, $3,000 in rent. And by the time you're done, you have $20,000 left. You can, it's much easier. Even if you only have a 5% rate of return, you, if you make 5,000, 5% on your um, $20,000 that you have left, you're going to go way farther, you know, than the person who's, who's got that five grand at the start. So when you're first starting out in life and you're first making money and all that, it's just a lot tougher to build and to save in general. Cause you, Michelle, you know, we trying to travel too, right? <laughs> like to catch flights, baby. You I'm get what I mean? Flights. So after, after you pay your bills and then you catch these flights, you get home at the end of the month, you're like, man, what am I doing with my life? I'm broke. <laughs> but then we do the same thing next month. <laughs> right. It's like a cycle. I appreciate that. And you know what? When you're walking us through the math, I'm like, man, if I could say anything to that, hashtag quick math, because to your point, you know, if you make 1% of a return on like, I don't know, a dollar, right? That's going to be one cent. So now you have a dollar and one cent. But if you make that same 1% on a million dollars, that's going to be a lot more money. So to your point, once you have a lot more money, it's much easier to just build on that. And the world will just continue to grow. Um, rather than like when you're Correct. still starting out and you have a small amount, man, the wisdom, the wisdom. Okay. Right. And so now for, right. you know, other people who are listening, who might not know what we mean here when we say assets, like what are some things that could fall under that, the assets that someone could want to protect? Um, so a lot of different pieces fall into assets. I mean, the one, the most popular one is probably real estate. 
So a lot of people know that in general, home prices tend to trend upwards, but I mean, it could trend downwards sometimes too, but for the most part over the last 40 years, it's trended upwards. So like real estate will be one, stocks will be another, um, art will be another as well. And I'm not talking about the one you buy for $5 on eBay. I'm talking about real, <laughs> real, real art. Don't go buying stuff off of eBay talking about I got assets, bro. You got a pain. This is a difference. Listen, if it don't sound with fine, it ain't that good. It's got to be fine yep, art. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. right. That's right. So those are some asset classes that you can think about. There's a lot more, but those are the most common ones in general. Mm, I love that. And the reason why I wanted us to go into that was because I feel like usually when we hear prenup, maybe our minds could just go to like, oh, what's the balance in the bank account, right? So like beyond cash, there's so much more that someone could be trying to protect. And so this is also, I guess, an interesting thing, right? So like if you were in a relationship with someone would you let them know right off the bat that you have an expectation that if you take things further, there would be a prenup? Or would you kind of spring it up on her once she's engaged, once you're engaged to her and be like, hey, darling, <laughs> sign this? <laughs> uh, you're trying to stir the pot now. You see what you're trying to do? You're stirring a pot. <laughs> I'm trying to see when this woman is oh going to get this paper. <laughs> Yeah, so so I'll I'll say this right for for brothers or sisters who are blessed or, or you're in a position where you got lots of assets or something like that. I guess the first thing is gratitude, right? Be grateful for where you are and just know that. Gratitude but is most a most importantly, yeah. try, yep, that's right, that's right. But also like try to pay forward when you can and help out whenever you can. Those things are important because knowledge is the only difference between a person that has assets and a person that doesn't. Sometimes it's also luck, like what family you're born into. But um, most of the time, knowledge is the gap between the wealthy and the poor, right? So um, try to pay for when you can. But to answer your question, Michelle, um, mm -hmm. wait, what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> See this guy, Mr. Preacher. Is that first I know, thing right? first? Give back. <laughs> give, yep, give gratitude. Yep, it's important. Okay. Mm -hmm. My question was, at what point you would bring up the prenup in a relationship? Would you bring oh, okay. it up like All earlier right. on? Oh. Or would you kind of give the paper out or like let the person know about the prenup just before you yeah. actually get married to them? Okay. So I'll say bros or sis or whoever you are, they, them, she, all of y'all. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you don't, you do not under any circumstance start talking about a prenup on your first date, bro. She don't even know you. She don't even know she likes you yet, bro. You get what I mean? So like, don't talk about prenups too early. I think that's actually a red flag because a person could, could misinterpret that to be like, wait, so what you th you think you're all that you have a lot more because what if they do have more than you or what if, you know, people could just interpret these types of things in different ways. So I would say don't bring it up early. But as soon as you guys are in a serious relationship or you guys start, you know, she starts sending you pictures that got like a ring on it and she's like that stone look cute on it you know <laughs> or like you know she's texting you wedding dresses or all these different things i mean as the relationship develops i think um i think you have to bring it up but like <laughs> i was talking to a friend and he was like maybe like bring it up as a joke first to see how she feeling about it just like <laughs> just like yo i can't imagine one of my friends he's think about asking his girl for a print up and just see what she's saying she's like what <laughs> 
Would he ever do that? That's wrong. Disrespect. Just no, girl, man. You ain't signed no print up with her. <laughs> so like, so like, you know, test the waters first. You know, <laughs> go in with your eyes open, bro, or assist. You know, yeah. So, but nah, definitely not super early. But not, don't bring it up two nights before your before you know the wedding day as well. That's not fair to her because she needs to she she or he needs to assess it and see if that's still a relationship they want to be in. Because some for some people is a deal breaker, right? Um, so mm-hmm. yeah. it's an interesting concept, right? In the sense that sometimes people also want to see if someone is interested in them because of who they are, or if they're interested in them because of what they bring. So if someone already knows that, oh, this guy is wealthy or this woman is wealthy, then it could be hard for you to see if the person really likes you for who you are, or if they're just there for the money, right? So I do also get it when people don't disclose you know how much they have in assets right i think there's also a time for everything you know you also don't want to let someone who you just met know how much you have in assets because then you you don't even have the chance to to get to know them and oh yeah i know when you and i were speaking on instagram you were like there's a thin line between what between love and money (laughs) exactly there's a thin line between love and money and so sometimes i also get it when some people who are wealthy or who have a lot to their name more than two dollars right so more than two dollars who have a lot to the name when they don't disclose what they have because if this person now knows like oh this person owns this much in real estate and in stocks and like their bank account looks like this then they might well let me not say they might not love you for who you are but (laughs) They might, <laughs> yeah. You get what I'm saying. Let's yeah. just leave it there, right? Those, yeah. Those, those might change the way they view you. So, I have this philosophy that I use when it comes to love, right? I almost think about it like, um, if I love you or if I'm with you, I'm with you because I want to be with you, and not because of what I can do for you or what you can do for me. I just want to be with you because I love you. But then it's a thin line between that and the expectations of your partner. But your expectations of your partner should never be my partner should, you know, should um, give me a monthly allowance. I mean, except if your partner's cool with that, that's a little bit different. But in general, when I date people, I'm with people, I'm with them because I love them and that's it, right? Nothing mm-hmm. nothing further at all. And I expect the same from them. But I think as you get to know people, I, I so I wouldn't advocate somebody lying, like blatantly lying. Like if they, if they ask you, oh, is that your property or whatever? I, don't lie about it you get what i mean mm-hmm. but building up the relationship should be about who you guys are and trying to find out what you like about each other and it shouldn't be about the assets i almost find that mo- the people who tend to bring up what they have up front are actually not people who have a lot or they're not they're not people who are actually serious about the relationship they just want to impress the other person so that they can get whatever mm. it is they want to get i'm not going to say what they want to get but <laughs> 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 because that's just like read between the lines no i get what you're saying yeah of course don't lie but then also you know i guess to your point too right uh if you're now going around saying how much you have and all of that and then you're wondering why all the people who tend to be with you are with you because Mm. of your money well it might be because of the stuff that you're telling them when they have no business knowing right um and you know i really do believe that there is a very thin line between love and money and i think things also get sticky sometimes when situations arise in relationships and then someone starts to question like is this person actually like into me or are they just with me because of the money that i'm giving them am i being taken for granted like those kinds of questions 
But yeah. as we were talking, something else that I thought about, about like, you know, a good situation too for why people might want to get prenups is, you know, if someone had an unfortunate situation where, I don't know, a parent or grandparents passed and like maybe they left them an inheritance, right? That's something that you could be like, you know, I actually want to have a prenup to protect this. Maybe it was like a property that your parents had left you and you're like, this is something that if something were to happen in this marriage, I would not want this to be an asset yeah. that's going to be split 50-50. So that's also, you know, some yeah. a case that I could think of where people would want to do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Something else that you had mentioned, Oya, was how the person who has the most to lose is the person who's bringing in more assets, right? Yeah. So I guess kind of going off of that, is that a reason why someone would want to actually have a prenup or make someone sign a prenup? So uh, when I, yeah, when I said the person with the most to lose is the person bringing in the assets, all we're talking about is financially, right? Because obviously they're both putting up their hearts. And so, yeah. But financially speaking, yes, you 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 carry less risk if you have nothing, essentially, right? Um, you know, I was just I was just trying to spell it out. Um because he I, I said, can see a situation. 50% of nothing is nothing at the end of the day. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I'm sure everyone who's listening here would want to know if you would want someone to sign a prenup. Who? It's quiet. <laughs> who who are you asking? <laughs> you. Who else? It's just you and me on this let's, call. Let's, okay. It's just me and you. Yeah, it's just me and you. But let's create a guy named James, okay? <laughs> okay. We're going to create a new guy. And let's call him James. <laughs> Okay, sounds good, James. So, Go on. Um, would James want to sign a prenup? Okay, so if James no, would has James, a, would let's James assume James... want someone to <laughs> to sign a prenup. So if James is dating a woman, would he want right? Yeah, that person to sign. James a would. James would. James. Wow, would. James. Why would James you know? want someone to sign a prenup? I don't know what's wrong with that dude. I told him not to sign it. He chose to. That's his own problem. But I can tell you why he might choose to want somebody to sign a prenup. <laughs> I ain't James, and James is not me, okay? We're different people. <laughs> so James James might want someone to sign <laughs> James might want someone to sign a prenup because James wants to protect, you know, what he's accomplished so far. He's obviously less likely to be able to protect what he's going to achieve in the future because as soon as he decides to marry the person the the way the the legal system looks at it is is in a contract and this other person is you know adding to his quality of life for him to be able to continue to create new assets and buy new assets and stuff like that right so james is okay splitting the new stuff that they worked on together but james is not okay with them taking what he's worked on up to this stage because james wants to give it to his mother and his father he, james told me this personally that's why i know this. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> okay okay so then james, james like that, but... <laughs> so okay so james would want to do this because of the fact that like you said once james is in the contract well 
married to someone it's a legal contract yeah. and just by virtue of this person being james's spouse they're there supporting james in the hustle of like trying to build more wealth correct right so i guess to your point at that point james can see how this person was part of the wealth building but uh before getting married james was on his own hustling and whatever yep. trying to get things on his own Okay. He had exes. They contributed, but they get nothing because they're exes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yo. Yo. Listen. Ooh. Listen. No, I think you do this bring up a good else. point. You you do mm-hmm. bring up a good point. But I also want to challenge something like this based on something that you said earlier. If it is way easier to multiply wealth, right? If it's way easier mm-hmm. to multiply wealth yeah. once you have significant wealth or like, you know, yeah, more than a lot of people have maybe. Yep. Then why should James be concerned with protecting the, say he had $5 million. Why should he be wanting to protect the $5 million when at the end of the day, he could end up having 500 million? Why not just risk it all? So in life, you, you plan for the worst case scenario, but you hope for the best. So you plan for the worst, but hope for the best. And the reason I say this is because imagine James worked hard, built up this $5 million, whatever. He's now at that point, he's considering marriage. And then three years or four years after James gets married, he gets into an accident, loses his legs and some brain function or whatever the case may be. If James did not sign a prenup when his wife leaves, that $5 million is now $2.5 million or less, right? But if James mm. signed a prenup, then their five million remains his and whatever else they accomplish together, they can split. So it's less of a hit. And that's him planning for the worst case scenario. In the best case scenario that it goes up to become $500 million, that's fine. She could have the 250. But at least, you know, he's protected for the worst case as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was a good one. I think when people think about marriage and just life in general, sometimes there is a tendency to just think of positive things. But to your point, it could be very sad to where, you know, shortly after these people get married, something happens and, you know, James's person decides to leave them. And now James has nothing left to their name because now 50 percent is is gone. That's right. And, and you know, it wouldn't be her fault for leaving him if he's unable to give, if, if he's not able to meet whatever her needs are, or you get what I mean, anymore. So, but it would be a sad situation, especially if they have children. Man, when you have children, let me, let me tell y'all something. When y'all have children together, y'all married, y'all better stay married, bro. I'm going to just pause right there. I'm talking for James. <laughs> let it sink in. <laughs> 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 but obviously not if there's abuse and all these other stuff but i'm just mean if, if you're trying to leave your partner for something superficial like you found a new girl or you found a new guy that's super hot you better sit sit down where you are you know what i mean like so i'll, I'll pause right there michelle oh wow <laughs> i love that i love it. oh some wisdom coming out of here no that's really really important stuff so Going off of what you said, right, in this case where James decides, okay, I want to protect the five million that I had before I married you, um, it sounds like it's some sort of, some form of insurance. Would you say that? 100%. Okay. So now to challenge, I guess, even the thoughts around when people decide who they want to marry, if, right, you have been dating someone for some time and you see their heart mm-hmm. and you're like, this person is not with me for the money. Like they truly genuinely love me. Mm-hmm. 
is there a need for having that insurance? My sister, I don't see their heart though. I don't see their heart. <laughs> your heart the is American inside your chest. has left the chest. <laughs> your heart is literally in your chest. I, I, how would I see it? What I'm trying to say is, um, you'll be surprised, right? In life, honestly speaking, and, and I never thought I'd experience this. I mean, I never thought James would experience this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> James is going to get me in trouble. But I never thought I'd see something like this. But man, when, when I tell you, Michelle, when it comes to money, some people, I would say some, some people really do turn a food 360, right? Um, so like, it's if if they it, the the same argument could be used for the opposing party as well. Well, you got nothing to lose, so it's easy for you to say that you know why can't I just risk everything? What's the everything you're you're risking? You're you're busy risking zero dollars, asking me rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> your your partner's your partner's your, your partner is essentially putting up zero dollars, no risk whatsoever. And you 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 have you, you're using your mouth to tell me why do I want to raise five million dollars? Uh uh, my listen, sister, what's good? Uh uh-uh. uh, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Even if the person has two thousand dollars, don't you think all dollars matter? No, I don't. I, I think in general rule of thumb. No, no, no. I really don't. I really don't. I really don't because two thousand cannot take you that far. I, I think so. Rule of thumb is like if if a person's net worth is like below like. Five hundred thousand to a million, you probably don't need a prenup. Um, I I feel like you probably don't need a prenup because, like, even if your net worth is a million dollars and um, you know, you guys sold everything you had, you take out taxes and all that, you're probably what left with what seven fifty, and if you have state taxes, it's probably a little bit less than that, you know. And um, so what you you want to kill yourself because of 300,000 that probably can can buy <laughs> like don't my brother don't kill yourself over nothing crazy you know so that's why that's why it's like okay when do you really need a prenup i think it's when you have serious money for your age or whatever the case may be that's when you should really consider it but yeah i mean if mm. I, michelle i'm gonna speak for me right if i had fifty thousand dollars to my name right and that's mm-hmm. all the money I had, and I'm proposing to a girl or whatever, and we getting married. I'll tell, I'll be so proud to tell her, babe. I'm gonna put everything on the line for you. I'm not, I'm not even trying to sign a prenup, babe. I got, I'm putting everything on the line for us. This is how much I trust you, cause I got nothing to lose. My twenty five thousand. By the time we pay taxes and buy a dog, we broke. <laughs> Not buy a dog, man. I mean, it depends on the breed, Sha. Some of them are really expensive at the end yep. of the day. Yep. So like, Yo. and I'm not going to buy a dog, by the way, but I'm just saying, you know, I, I once had a, I once was in a, anyway, uh, yeah, in a, in a relationship with someone. It was actually a relationship. So let me say that. And, um, you know, she would always tell me that her ex at the time, you know, was a guy that would give her everything he had. Brother was broke. Brother ain't had nothing, right? <laughs> so the, when you add up all, no, no, for real. When you add up everything he ever gave her, it probably wasn't like up to probably wasn't up to like four hundred dollars. She did so much more for him, right? But she just okay. really appreciated the fact that he gave her 
everything he had. Like if he only had 10 bucks in his account, he'll give that to her. And she was saying, oh yeah, you don't necessarily do that same type of thing where you give me everything. I'm like, my sister, I have a whole down payment for a house. You want me to, uh-uh. how about my mom, my dad? I'm trying to help, you know, my own family too. You get, but you know, what was really funny was that in the future though, like in the, this was now the past because it happened a while ago. Mm-hmm. Years later, you know, when she hit me up and she talked to me, she was like, hey, you know, when the guy, I apparently there was one year, this guy got like, seven, they filed their taxes together or whatever. And he uh-huh. had like seven grand back. And he told her he had $250. <laughs> Mr. Album, giving you everything. Yep. She was telling me and I was laughing. She couldn't understand why. She was like, I just want to let you know you were right. I was bawling out because I'm like, yo, <laughs> of course. It's easy for me to give you all I have when all I have is $10. It's easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh my god wow you've done it <laughs> no 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 i mean that's fact that's hey he said i got 250 dollars yep tax return yep and he had 7k yep something you mentioned was that money i think you were saying something along the lines of like money brings out another side of people mm-hmm. or like you know i think you're trying to say for example if if you say to someone oh, I love you and I'm going to trust you that you wouldn't change, right? And so I won't make you sign a prenup. You are saying that sometimes money, more money would then bring out another side. Yeah. So in other words, were you saying that, you know, someone might then completely do a full 180 on you because they have more to gain? Even right. though you so, could have tested so what... them, even though you could have tested mm-hmm. uh approved and yeah. trusted well look at me i'm quoting brenner boy <laughs> tested approved and trusted <laughs> their hearts and their heart for money yeah so like what you're saying essentially is even if you've spent like say two years in a relationship with someone or even five years and you thought you knew their hearts you might actually not fully know their hearts until money is on the table so the first thing is you probably would never know anybody's heart all you know is what the person has let you know um a relationship is based off of faith and hope, right? That the person will wake up every single day and choose to be the person that they are to you, that they will choose to continue to love you and they will choose to continue to do right by you. And they'll wake up and choose not to put a knife in your throat. You get what I mean? So a relationship is, (laughs) I hate to make it so literal, but a relationship is literally a a faith-based situation, right? Because a person can wake up can, you could be in a relationship for 10 years, wake up one morning and be like, I don't even love you no more <laughs> and be done. Hey, you, bed, you could, right? Yeah, but I'm just saying it's a reality and it happens, right? True, so it does it, happen. In my, in my opinion, even if the person that you know that person to be is somebody that's good and all this stuff, um, they could choose to be somebody different tomorrow, Right. And they could not. They could choose to continue to be. It's difficult for people to change in general, but it doesn't mean that they can't. In my perspective, I feel like money doesn't make people change. I think money makes you become who you actually are. So you were wow. always that person. You were just broke. <laughs> you were broke. <laughs> <laughs> like, for example, I'll give you a very vivid example, right? Oh my gosh. I'll wow. give you a vivid example. You could be living in a trashy apartment right now, you know, and if somebody asks you if you're happy there, you probably say you are because you don't give it a second thought. But when you have enough money, 
you probably look at that apartment and say, that was the worst place I've ever been in my life. <laughs> I was at my lowest. Exactly. So the, the fact of the matter is, even while you were living there, you see, the thing is, while you were living there, you didn't have any choice then to practice gratefulness, you know, because you were broke. <laughs> but, but in the future, when you when you have money and you become who you actually are, you can look at it and say, man, I was struggling at that phase of my life, you know? So money didn't change you. You didn't become this person of high taste. You always were. Your situation <laughs> humbled you. <laughs> Yeah, so you, you know what's funny listen guys the reason why i'm laughing and always you are an actual comedian a clown because the way that you say things there's so much wisdom in what you say but the way that you deliver i cannot i cannot no but you're right right oh like you God. always had yeah you know it's not like you developed a taste for the finer things in life but because of mm-hmm. your pocket i mean you could not do the finer things exactly. in life at that point in time yeah. so money yep exposes who you are it doesn't change you into something that's right it doesn't no like for example if if you wake up every day you go to work and you hate your boss and some of you on the line don't act like you don't you know you hate your boss you raise your nose every time he's coming (laughs) and and how do you even raise your nose but i digress you raise your nose every time this dude walk in the room and all that but when people and when your parents say when you go when you go home and your parents see you and they're like oh that's my son he's a lawyer or he's a doctor and you're super proud of yourself or whatever it's because you're broke <laughs> if, if you actually had money you could just walk in tell your bus you are you know what i'm out of here you know and and that would be it you get but you take so much more bullshit because of your position <laughs> being broke no <laughs> being, being broke is a disease. <laughs> you are so wicked with this. You're so wicked for this. But oh, as you were saying this, I just thought about this uh this reel or this audio that's been um trending or whatever. And he goes, Every time I yeah. come here, I am abused. <laughs> that's the thing, right? It's like, you know, <laughs> you might hate this job so much, but at the end of the day, it's paying the bills, you know. So right. yes, that's to your right. point, like I guess people do stay in certain situations because of circumstances but you know if people had more money they might not be doing the same thing that they're actually doing day to day so i get what you're saying that you know what hey at the end of the day and and even when you think about it the thing that you were saying about oh you know like love is also actions and love is commitment and commitment is every day choosing to stay with this person or choosing to still love them right um It's, you know, it like blows my mind in a, in a sad way. It blows my mind how people can be so in love, right? Like the day they got mm. married, you're just like, oh my God. Or even when they were dating, you're like, oh wow, this is such a beautiful relationship. Their wedding was beautiful. They genuinely seemed so happy. And then you hear like it mm-hmm. ended. And sometimes it ends in a very nasty way. And it's like these people yeah. who used to tell each other, I love you every day. Like now maybe they hate each other. Like it's like, I don't want to see you. I'm blocking you. I don't want to talk to you. And so to your point, right? I guess the the prenup, because when you do it, you're doing it before you get married. Both you and your partner are level-headed at the time. Like you, you still have the feelings of love for each other, yes, but there's no animosity when the agreement is drafted. Yep. And so that thing is there even if things end up going south, if not when. And I think that's the that's big right. difference, right? Where it's like, okay, signing a prenup is not actually saying 
I am anticipating that we will divorce. And so I need to protect myself. It's more of like, if it happens in the event that it happens, we are not going to have to spend time with lawyers trying to talk about like, oh, but then, you know, James is hiding assets from the side. Like he he didn't want to tell you lawyers that he had this on the side. He has this money that he's kept, right? There's already an agreement that says, hey, if I came into this relationship with these assets, if we end up getting a divorce, the stuff is not getting touched. So it's more of, you know, just an agreement, yep. right? So you don't have to iron those things yeah. out later. That's right. It's an insurance policy, essentially. Right. And I guess also at the end of the day, I think people have to just evaluate what works best for their situation, right? Or like for their relationship. Yeah. Like if you're like, oh, you know what? Hey, the way that we view money and assets right now, what's yours is mine and what's mine is yours, then yo, by by all means. I think this episode is just more of like for us to talk about these things. Because it is a hot topic. And I think it's also a yeah. way for us to open our minds up to like, okay, why would someone actually wanna have a prenup, right? And get more understanding on that. So yeah, that was very, very helpful. Yeah. I guess now the hot question, which I don't know, Oye, if this question is to you or if this is to James, you can let us know. <laughs> but would you be okay if your future spouse asked you to sign a prenup? And then why or why not? So I can answer this for me. I got nothing to hide. Um, James is a good <laughs> <Okay>. dude. <laughs> I okay. mean, <laughs> I, would, I would be okay signing a prenup. Um. And the reason I'll be okay signing a prenup is the fact is I don't I don't want to hand me down, right? I'm the type of person if if all I got is fifty bucks to my name and that's all I got but it's mine, I'm content. Like I said, your brokenness or your situation will humble you. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I will remain humbled. You get what I mean? Like I would know I got fifty bucks and that's all I have and I'll be okay with that because I'm a dreamer and I can dream. You get what I mean? So I'm not looking for I'm not looking to walk into somebody's life and then have what they what I had no part in building. You get what I mean? Um, if, if you want to give it to me, I'm gonna take it from you. But like, <laughs> I'm not gonna take it by force. This is what I'm saying. You get what I mean? I see. Um, okay. So I would be okay signing a prenup because I, I totally get it. it. It makes sense. You know, if you worked your butt off, you you worth a hundred million dollars. Who the hell am I to walk in and take fifty million from you? Uh, I you am know. your beloved. I am your beloved. What? Which kind of love? Your mom loved you a whole life. You probably didn't give her the hundred million. Now the person you met one year ago is your beloved and deserves fifty million dollars. I bet. <laughs> Help me make it make sense. Because <laughs> it's not adding up. <laughs> I'm oh, like, bro. You've known people your whole life that's done so much more for you. They took care of you when you couldn't take care of nothing by yourself, and yet the person you met two years ago is the person that deserves half of everything you got. No, but oh yeah, is it my fault that they picked me? It's not your fault. That's why I say, you know, even even though both parties are feeling the butterflies, you know, marriage is a beautiful thing, right? When you get married, you 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 see that person, you see roses, you just love everything about them and, and all this stuff. And and I think when if a lot more people understood the realities of what divorce actually meant and how ugly it could be, I think a lot less people would act would probably choose to get married. Um but I, I still believe in marriage. I like I want to get married someday, but I think marriage is a is marriage is let me let me say this. Oh my goodness, let me say this. Let me tell you something. <laughs> marriage is the longest contract. It's the it's the contract with the biggest 
consequences you will ever sign in your life. And it's the only, it's the only contract you ever sign without terms and conditions. Ain't nothing else in your marriage license but your name and the judge's name. <laughs> if you sign a <laughs> sign a mortgage, if you sign a mortgage, there's like 30, 40, 50, 60 pages that you gotta sign. You think that's long? That, that's nothing. When you get married, the marriage license is just your name. They just <laughs> sign here, sir. <laughs> Congratulations. It's the it's the biggest contract you ever sign in your life. Right? So sign it, but understand that this is a big thing. And when you're looking at your your beloved's face, understand the weight of what you're signing. But I still believe in marriage, and I believe marriage is a good thing. And I think people, you know, should get married. And I, you know, um, but if you start looking down that, what does divorce mean? And if you start looking at prenups and history of actually divorce cases and stuff like that, you might get a little scared of getting married. But I still believe in marriage, but like it's a real contract and there's no terms and conditions. I guess I guess because there's no terms and conditions is why it's such a heavy contract to sign, right? But most mm. people don't think about it as a contract, but it is in today's world because it's a legal status, right? Right, right. And to your point, I guess, um, you know, depending on where people get married and what the laws of that country are, you know, sometimes, you know, the law is 50% and they're going to get 50% of that. And then I've also heard of, you know, alimony and, you know, spouse support and that kind of stuff. So it is to your point, like it's, it's something big that shouldn't be taken lightly and you know, there, there are many consequences to it that come with it. But to your point, you know, marriage remains a beautiful thing. Yep. It's just in this episode, right? We need to get a little bit real about prenups and assets and all of that. And, you know, while we were talking about this, I was thinking about, I don't know if you ever watched this movie, Why Did I Get Married and Why Did I Get Married Too? Mm, I think I know it. Both movies are like incredible movies. I just really, really enjoyed them. But... In the movie, there's a couple and it's Janet Jackson, well, she's the actress and then like her husband, right? So Janet Jackson in this movie is like a, she's even like a marriage counselor of some sort, or like she's a relationship counselor and she goes around, you know, she writes books and she like talks about relationships and how to make them work and stuff. And then in the movie, her and her husband end up getting a divorce and it just gets so ugly, right? Mm. Because now yep. at the at the table or whatever with the lawyers, the husband is like, oh, I want like this. Because I think they had excluded the money that was coming from the books that she wrote or something. I'm fuzzy on the details. Mm. But she lost it. She's yep. like, what do you mean? I worked my butt off on that book. And now here you are. Mm. Just like, what did you do to help me? And she, she loses it. Like it actually just gets... Yeah, crazy movie at the end of the day but you know to your point that is something that's a reality that's happening in other people's marriages right maybe we we don't see it every day but it it is something that happens so guys i guess preparing for things like those in the event that they happen and i guess to your point oye right if people do get married and there was a prenup that was there and then they stay happily married for the rest of their lives no one even has to look at that prenup. But in the event that something exactly. happens, then, you know, people can can look at that prenup. So I guess if someone was to ask you, Oya, do you think that prenups encourage divorce? What would you say? Um, no, not unless you have ulterior motives um, in the relationship. So the reason I say that is if you are the the party with the assets, 
you're just trying to protect what you had before you get into the marriage, right? If you're the party without any assets, you shouldn't even be arguing because you ain't got shit anyway. Um, but like when he it. <laughs> but, but, but the fact I that you dropped this think... so nonchalant. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't think it precedes divorce because that person is just protecting themselves in case of a divorce. Now, if same arguments but goes for both parties. If you the broke one in in the in the piece and you ain't expecting no divorce, why the hell you complain? It's not even gonna matter. If you're the one with the assets, right? You're just asking for insurance and what you already have before that person come in the picture. I think it's a it's almost like a fair ask. The only reason the other person will be angry would be if they're expecting to leave you and they're mad because you they can't get half of your stuff. You get what I mean? Because mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. but that would mean I was premeditating on leaving you or I was at least thinking about it or something like that, you know, um, in which case you probably shouldn't be getting married. All right. So. But I do feel there's a real thing that comes up when a partner asks, do you not trust me? Is that why you're asking for a prenup? And when that question comes, my brother or my sister, what I'll tell you to do is tell them, baby, I love you more than love itself. (laughs) (laughs) And then leave it alone for that day. And the next day, you know, you know, do what you got to do. But yeah let's just leave it like that because do what I, I, you gotta do yeah just uh, what what i'll just say is um i don't think it premeditates divorce i think it's a insurance policy for divorce and if you have i mean your car for example do you hope to have a car accident no but you get insurance why because you want to protect yourself if it happens you might drive your car its entire lifetime and never hit anybody but in case the car hits somebody, you have insurance to cover you. That's what it is like for the person with the assets. If you ain't got a car, why the hell you need insurance? You don't, right? That's the situation for the person without assets. If if I'm dating a girl, right, and I bought my car cash by myself, but she puts in gas into it and I drive it to, t- to go to work and she does as well. And I pay the insurance bill, but she helps put gas in sometimes and drives me around. She picks me up, blah, blah, blah. Four years later, the car has a wreck and the insurance company writes me a check of 4000 Do you think I did, I should give her two grand out of that four grand or is that four grand mine? It's a question, Michelle. Mm-hmm. It's a little tricky. So because she put in gas and she should take my two thousand. <laughs> 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 he bought the assets. The assets were never hers to begin with. No, no, you, no, you're right. No, 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 you're I think right. You I was keep, just, you know, I was playing hard to You're right. Yeah. You're right. I think in a situation where they both, maybe they both contributed, or let's say a situation where he's the one working, she's a stay-at-home wife, right? Mm-hmm. And they're both working hard, but he's the one saving all the money for them to be able to get a car so they can take their kids to work and all this stuff. But she's, she'll like cook for him when he gets home. So he gets home to a nice meal. You know, he gets some back massages, all this different stuff that y'all, that, that people enjoy when they're in relationships. I'm not mad, by the way. I'm just saying <laughs> the stuff that you people, that people enjoy, <laughs> the stuff that people enjoy, you know, if, if she's supporting him in that way, and then in the future, that car gets I don't know, that asset get dis- gets destroyed and they, they write a check of 100000 I think it's fair for her to have half of that, right? Because I think she contributed. Yes, she was a stay-at-home wife and all this stuff or whatever, but he needed her during those times. Right. So I think that that's fair, right? But we're both single. I'm the one paying all the goddamn bills. 
you putting in gas once in a while, thirty dollars, <laughs> and you won't have you won't have for the money. What's that, wrong? No, with you're you? right. Yeah. No. No. And I mean, I'm James, a thousand percent with you. James. Oh. So. You. Oh, James. No. 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 You're right. I mean, you have a very solid point on that for sure. Yeah. So those are the thoughts. But guys, girls, if you with her and you love her, don't let any of this stop you. Get married. Marriage is beautiful because there's nothing greater than committing yourself you know, for a long period of time to one person, because the type of growth that comes out of just having people who really know you and have seen you through different seasons of your life, you cannot replace that with any amount of money, any amount of anything, to be honest. It's the it's the most rewarding type of relationship. So these are just things that people have seen based off of um, maybe they made wrong choices about who they chose to marry. Like they're not compatible, but then they chose to get married or things like that. But if you you and her really love each other and you guys are sure about each other, then go ahead and, and get that marriage signed up. Sign that bad boy up. Sign that contract. You get what I mean? And maybe you want to forego mm. the prenup as well. If you if you really love her that much, nobody, nobody me tell you, but you know, you can forego the prenup <laughs> as well. But what I'm just saying is marriage is is such a beautiful thing and i think if it's done right it could be the best thing you've ever done oh i absolutely love that i absolutely love that and you know like the more we're talking about this the more i'm like getting random situations too i think even for people who are listening um you know things like say life insurance money right like let's say for example you're someone who had kids with somebody and then like, you know, the person passes and then they left life insurance money for their kids, yep. right? Like the kids that you had together. Yep. And then you decide to remarry. Prenupping mm. that life insurance money for your kids' sake is important, right? Because at the end of the day, yeah. to your point, like if someone knows that there's all this money on the side, they could take it. And then now it's your kids that don't have that money to take care of them. So, so yeah. thinking about things like those as well, I think there's so many situations I can actually like the. I think you opened my mind up to so many situations and like things and reasons why people would want to get prenups. Another yeah. thing too, that I wanted to say is I think when you and I were talking about this, we were mainly focused on, you know, someone is coming in with assets before they get married. And then essentially they're saying like, okay, these assets would not be, split in the event that you know we get a divorce but there is also the other side where it's like it doesn't necessarily have to be a zero percent thing right like maybe you could say like oh the person can get five percent of what you came in with yeah because i mean i wouldn't want to be married to someone and then we divorce and then she's out on the streets you know like girl you you were with the good person i want you to live good i want to see you live good you get what i mean like i don't i don't care how bad the terms we separated are which I don't I don't hope to separate on bad terms. I don't hope to separate at all. But like even if that did happen, I don't want to see you struggling. I want to see you doing your thing. I want to see you do great in life. Life is too short. I want to see you in the gutter, you know, so like yeah, you know, get yourself set up. You know, I I help. You get what I mean? So but I'll yeah. also say sometimes you you the people who get the prenup, sometimes it's not even your partner that you get it because of. Sometimes it's because the people in their family. Mm. Right? Every family has a crazy person. If if somebody in their family is the crazy person and they, <laughs> they always telling your partner, mm, he, he got that two million dollars in that fund, right? Mm. And we still struggle. You know, just little things like these plant crazy seeds, and you'd be surprised how things show up in the future. So sometimes it's not even because of the person you're married, it's probably because of someone in their family or something like that you just never know, you know, you just never know. So, but, but in general, um, 
I would just say, Michelle, I, I agree with your point 100%. You know, there's different situations why you would want to get a prenup, but I feel like the relationship should be should be based on love and should be based on how you, you know, who you see the person to be. You you got to love them for who they are. They got to love you for who you are. And if you guys both love each other like that, then I think all the conversation about the prenups and all these things probably wouldn't even be an issue because they want to be with you for who you are and they would, and you will be able to properly communicate why you want it. And they will probably com communicate. And if they don't want the prenup too, like, like, I feel like communication is everything. Like, let's say, for example, I go to my partner and I'm like, Hey, I want a prenup because I want to protect mm -hmm. this, that, and the third. And she's telling me, you know, I don't want to sign a prenup because I'm scared that you would think because you have the prenup, you can do this. We could talk about it. You get what I mean? Right. Like, I'm not going to go in with the mindset of, oh, this has to be signed or, or, or it's a deal breaker. If you really love the person, I think you'll be open to conversation. Right. And maybe she's giving up her whole life to be with you or something like for you guys choosing to get married and then you flying to Chile and, you know, cause your job is over there. She's like, yo, I'm living up, I'm giving up my career, my life and all this stuff. And you telling me I'm gonna get nothing. You get what I mean? Maybe in that situation, you come up with something that's reasonable. Right. Right. So that might be a situation where you have a prenup, but it's not 50, maybe it's 30 or whatever you guys decide on. But what I'm just saying is, as long as you're able to communicate and you truly love each other, I, I think you can work through anything. Oh, I absolutely love that. I absolutely love that. And now I guess talking more about, you know, current affairs or more recent affairs, <laughs> I just mm. remembered, I don't know if you saw this, Oye, but this football player, Hakimi, mm. I don't know if the age yeah, is supposed to be signed. But it. anyway, mm -hmm. yeah, so this guy, so what he did was he registered all his assets under his mom, <laughs> under his mom's. Mm -hmm. hey, let me not say that let me not laugh when i say it so what this guy <laughs> did instead of oh this yeah. poor making people sign prenup he just said i'll mm -hmm. put all the assets under my mom and then you know when him and his wife got divorced like basically he has no assets under his name which is actually yeah. very very wild but i think that was a very very mm -hmm. interesting twist of events another thing too that i was thinking about is gold digger by Kanye West featuring Jamie Foxx. And in the song, mm. I'm going to try not to sing it, but he says, should have got that insured Geico for your money. Mm. If you ain't no punk, holla, we want prenup. We want prenup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we want prenup. And then he says, it's something that you need to have because when she leave your ass, she going to leave with half. Leave 18 with years. Half. That's right. 18 years. <laughs> and on the 18th birthday, yep. he found yep. out it was a his. He's preaching. Preach. You oh know? my God. Listen, no, no. Nah. I mean, hey, sometimes things go wild, you know? So, what he's saying in this song is you just got to be careful. But, like yeah. you said, you guys, to each their own. To each their own. You That's know? right. And that goes both ways. Whether you want someone to sign a prenup or if someone asks you to sign a prenup, like to each their own. I think this is yeah. just more informational. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know what? I, I, a lot of people use the terms go digger and all, all that. You know, and it's funny because I've always thought about that a little bit differently. I don't necessarily, I mean, there are some women that are, so or some men that are gold diggers. But for me, I just think about it in terms of who I can afford and who I can't afford. I stay in my lane, yo. I like stay in my lane for <laughs> real, for real. Like if, 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 if like, you know, we talking or something 
And the first question or the first statement you're telling me is you can't even buy me nothing. <laughs> Sis, I'm out <laughs> because you're too expensive <laughs> for me. <laughs> and I think sometimes, you know, I was I watch like shows on YouTube or something, and the girl is telling the guy, Oh, show me you're not broke or something. If somebody asks me that question, I'm going to say I'm broke. <laughs> what do you want me to show you? <laughs> I am broke, sis. What you mean? <laughs> so, so like, you know, it's more of a situation of, you know, I'm just like in today's world, I feel like if a, wo- if a woman or a man, if they, what they want from you is money, they'll let, it, let you know up front sometimes, right? You say, oh, no, I can't be, I can't be with him because he can't do X, Y, Z for me. If, if you already ask him, money up front i'm broke so that way it's it's quick it's real quick hey how you doing hi um you know can you is there i'm like i, I just want to get your number you're like oh can you buy me anything i'm like i'm sorry ma'am i can't <laughs> see it's closed <laughs> no i guess you're right right to, to i think to a certain extent what you're saying is it's not all times when the term gold digger is used that someone is actually digging for gold. Sometimes you're calling someone a gold digger because you can't actually afford to give them what they're looking for, right? Yeah. So I guess to your point, like the term gold digger itself, it might not be a reflection of the person. It, it might just right. be a reflection of, hey, for you two, you're incompatible. Yeah, you know what's really funny? There's some women who will say, you know what, there's a, who I, I've actually seen, like in real life, who will be like, you know what, there's a, like I won't, I won't like talk to a guy who doesn't have X amount or who doesn't make or who doesn't do X, Y, Z or whatever the case may be. And I think those women have the right to choose that. I think the problem is if you are a brother that falls underneath that category, why are you talking to her? You can't afford that <laughs> booty. You can't afford her. Like, like it's the same thing. Like you, you a bro. You know you five five, right? She says she wants men that are six foot and over, and you applying. Why are you applying, bro? What are you doing? Mm. Leave her alone. But how about like shooting your shot and aiming high? How high can you aim when you five five? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that after the height thing. I mean, in general, even the wealth thing. Right? Yeah. Hey, maybe so, you think you know why it's. Like, hey, maybe he thinks he can give her everything and she'll be satisfied, even though she said, because that's the thing sometimes, right? Sometimes people mm-hmm. also go around saying like, oh, like I want someone who do this, 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 and this for me. And then they meet mm-hmm. someone and they accidentally fall in love and this person doesn't do half of what they wanted, right? but they right. end up being happy, you know? Yeah. And, and that's fine. I'm talking about in situations where you know, you're already talking to the person and the person is is telling you, like, for example, me in my, where I am in my life right now, I don't mm-hmm. care how much money I have. If we go out to eat, it's not a birthday. It's not a, it's not a special occasion, occasion or whatever. And we're spending five, $600 on a lunch date or a dinner date. I ain't going out with you again. Mm. Not because I can't pay the bill. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just, I'm not there yet. For me to be at that point, I think I need to have a net worth of like maybe, maybe if I have like twenty million dollars, mm. you get what I mean, right? But right. it's, it's, it's just I was, I was not brought up with a lot of money, right? So, so I still think about things in absolute terms. So what I'm saying is, yes, if you guys are already talking and you're just seeing that what this person that like their base expectation is just much higher for you. Like you're already dating her. She's got a great heart. She's awesome. She's really good. But whenever you guys go out or whatever, 
she's always going over what you can afford. My brother, if you don't break up with her, you're going to be broke. And then you will really not be in her tax bracket. Then you will really not be able to afford her at all. So what I'm saying is if is if that comes up, then have a conversation first. Of course, tell her, babe, I notice every time we go on, on dates, you, you like the very expensive restaurant, but you also order the most expensive things. You have to have these uncomfortable conversations. And if she tells you, this is the life that I live on my own, and I expect that from the man that I date. Ah. What what shot are you shooting shooting again? (laughs) Let her be in peace. (laughs) What's killing me is like, you know, you'll be talking, talking, talking this American accent, then your Nigerian accent comes. It usually comes out of shock. Then I ask, what are you doing? It's like what what else? What else? What what point are you trying to prove that you're gonna make money in the future? She's eating now. She's eating a thousand dollar bill today. <laughs> you're busy planning on money. You have. You're gonna make it. This guy's gonna make me cry. My <laughs> you can't afford the girl. Let like her she's be. not eating. She's not eating your future aspirations. She needs to eat now. It's Yo. true. Oh man. I mean, that's yeah. a, hey, hey, facts. Like for real, for real. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Wow. Honestly, oh yeah. What a time. Thank you so much. Well, just everything that you shared about, you know, like your thoughts on prenups and stuff. And like I said, yep. I feel like having these conversations, you know, it helps us to all have an open mind to certain things that might Definitely. be taboo. Because I also feel like when it comes to money and relationships, that could be a topic that people also try to shy away from. So I think it's really good that we're having these conversations and like, you know, I can appreciate, you know, points from the other side and be like, okay, I can see why someone would do this and just thinking through more reasons why someone would want to do it. And then, yeah, you know, moving on from there. So thank you so, so much for coming on here and, you know, sharing your thoughts and also sharing what James thinks. I appreciate it. Yep, let it be known. That was a lot. Any point where you see there's a little bit controversial, that's James. It ain't me. All right. (laughs) (laughs) James, crazy. (laughs) Oh, man. James has been through some things. I'll tell you that. So, yes, thank you so, so much for being on the podcast. I had a lot of fun. Me too. Me too. This was great. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. And for you, those of y'all listening at home, I want, you know, thank you all for supporting Michelle and just continuing on this podcast. I kind of followed it since, um, what, over a year now. And it's really amazing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really glad I've been able to at least be on the last episode and this one. I think it's been awesome. And great work to you, Michelle. I know, you know, you, you've given us what we want, the content we need, you know, at the right time. So thank you for that. You're, you're great. Oh, you're so nice. Thank you. Thank you so much, Oye. And to everyone who's listening, like I said, if you missed this first episode, go ahead and check out episode 69. It was such a fun conversation. It was such a fun conversation. You have to go and listen to that. So thank you so much for listening, everyone. Just make sure that before you leave, you rate the podcast, guys. Leave those stars, okay? You guys will catch me in the next episode. (laughs) Peace.